everyone. Welcome to the show. I have a bunch of updates to share about Donald Trump's trials and his cases. So first is the New York fraud trial. On Tuesday, an underwriter for a commercial insurance company testified. Her name is Claudia Moradian, I believe is how you pronounce it, Moradian, Moradian. Um, she told the court that Alan Weisselberg made statements to her that contradicted his testimony. So he may have been caught in yet another lie in this trial and, and under oath. According to Moradian, Weisselberg told her that the Trump organization used appraisal firms to determine property values for the company's assets. However, when Weisselberg testified in this trial, he told the court that the Trump organization never used appraisals to value Trump's properties. So when Moradian was asked about the discrepancy, she said that Weisselberg's testimony was, quote, not consistent with what he told me. And then on Wednesday, former Trump organi uh, organization VP David Orowitz testified, and he was asked about an email he sent to Alan Weisselberg in 2011. It said that Ivanka Trump wanted to, him to change the language in a Trump organization financial document. And she told him, oh, go talk to Alan, you know, get with him, make sure this is changed and handled. So his testimony and email basically served to undermine the defense's argument that Ivanka wasn't involved in the company's finances. So they're laying the groundwork for her testimony, which was supposed to happen next week. We'll see. She's trying to get the whole trial um, held up. She's trying to get a stay on the entire trial itself while she is appealing the judge's decision that she has to testify. I don't think that's going to fly, but we'll see. Um, the attorney general also called an expert witness to the stand, a man named Michelle McCarty, I think is how you pronounce it, Michael or Michelle McCarty. Anyway, McCarty testified that lenders lost more than $168 million in potential interest between 2014 and 2023 due to Trump's fraudulent activity. Because according to McCarty, which is normal, the banks would have charged Trump higher interest rates had they been presented with accurate financial statements that showed a lower net worth. So Trump's attorneys freaked out and they said, quote, they are not ill-gotten gains. If the bank does not testify, it would have done it differently. Well, Judge Engeron told the, the attorney, quote, I decided these were ill-gotten gains because this is something the judge had already addressed in his summary judgment. He had already put this to rest and said, no, they committed fraud. We're just here to determine how much he owes. Um, and then one of Trump's attorneys began questioning McCarty and about 15 minutes into the cross-examination, the judge started getting impatient because there were redundant questions. So he gave the attorney some, some grief on that. And then there was some back and forth and some whining by Trump's team about, eh, it's not fair. Um, and then a while later, one of Trump's attorneys got McCarty to admit that he hadn't actually spoken with any of Trump's lenders or anyone at the Trump organization. So the cross-exam went on as planned for a couple of hours. Then Donald Trump Jr. took the stand in mid-afternoon. 
Trump Jr. Uh, or Don Jr., I should say, claimed that he doesn't know anything about accounting. And he apparently became very nervous when he was asked questions about Alan Weisselberg and why he left the company. And he actually tried to sell the idea that he had no knowledge of Weisselberg's multi-million dollar severance package. <laughs> and then he said he couldn't quite recall the circumstances that led to Weisselberg's departure from the company. Don Jr. told the court, quote, I have no knowledge of the specifics of how it happened. He is no longer working at the Trump organization. <laughs> and then he threw the company's accountants under the Trump train in regard to the Trump organization financial statements. Don Jr. said, quote, I wasn't involved in the compilation of this statement of financial condition. And when he was specifically asked about a 2017 statement and whether or not he worked on it, he told the prosecutor, quote, I did not. The accountants worked on it. That's what we paid them to do. The problem for Don Jr. is that his name appears on the document. He signed this document, this 2017 document, as well as many others. And his signature indicated that he was attesting to the validity of the contents of those documents. So that was the gist of Dumb's testimony. And then today, Dumber testified. And it went similarly with Eric Trump. He denied any involvement in his company's financial statements. And when they confronted him with email correspondence between himself and, a, and a, an appraiser, he still denied, no, I had nothing to do with the valuation of Trump properties, nothing to do with these financial statements, blah, blah, blah. Like I said, it, it went down as you would expect. Lie, 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 blah, 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 feign outrage, rinse, repeat. Um, there was some drama, though, in court when two of Trump's attorneys made disparaging comments about the judge's law clerk. This is the same law clerk that Trump has been posting about and talking about, which got him a $15,000 fine. The attorneys complained that the law clerk is talking to the judge during the proceeding. They're complaining that she's giving him advice. And they said that basically she's acting like a shadow judge. So Judge Engeron lost his shit over this. He told them that he has every right to seek her opinion and her counsel. And when they kept pressing him, he slammed his fists on his desk and he warned them not to mention his staff again. He said, you know, it's putting them in danger. Well, both Christopher Keis and Alina Haba were the ones complaining about her. And an MSNBC legal analyst I, I was watching, um, she pointed out, she was in the courtroom for all of this, and she said, this is all a show. Basically, they're just trying to get these complaints on the record in anticipation of an appeal because there's no record in the court. There is no video evidence. So, you know, even if you were, I mean, this is being transcribed, of course, because it's a court proceeding, but there's no video to show what this law clerk is or isn't saying or doing. And, and, you know, the analyst, like I said, she's there. She's in person in court. And she is saying there's absolutely nothing unusual or nothing nefarious going on between this judge and his law clerk. This is all very typical. But because 
they are putting this on the record in you know being it, that it's being transcribed but there's no video evidence to show that they're full of shit the appeals court is going to have to take this into consideration so that appears to be what they're doing they're trying to muddy the waters um, i also wanted to share that on tuesday trump's attorneys irritated judge Angeron by making a false statement about disgorgement and how it's not an option in this case now disgorgement you guys may have heard that term it's the process by which the court can force someone or an entity to refund money that they've received through illegal means like forcing the sale of trump's properties to pay the ultimate judgment in this case so judge Angeron corrected trump's attorneys and he told them quote for reasons this court has explained ad nauseum, that view is simply incorrect. Disgorgement is a clearly available remedy. And when one of Trump's attorneys pushed back on that, the judge added, quote, several witnesses have testified that they would have acted differently had they known the statements of financial condition were fraudulent. I think to a certain extent, the defendants are whistling past the graveyard here. So he's saying like, you know, your time is up. You know where this is going. Come on. I mean, you can try to ignore it all you want, but it's coming. Um, in Trump coup news, Judge Tanya Chutkin ruled that Trump's legal team is barred from viewing some of the special prosecutor's evidence against Trump in that case. Um, so this applies to, they said, certain classified information. Instead, the prosecutor will provide Trump's attorneys with an unclassified summary. So Eric Trump is supposed to testify again more tomorrow. So I will keep you all posted. I will let you know if uh, Dummer says anything additional <laughs> that warrants repeating that is you know not the typical oh lie 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 um, blame someone else i know nothing <laughs> that kind of bs all right thank you all so much for watching and listening please like this video share it become a subscriber if you have not become a donor if you possibly can love you all take care and i'll talk with you soon